0: I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite lorecast on the Citadel. Welcome to the Mass Effect Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the vast universe of lore behind the Mass Effect games. We'll talk about all the details you may have missed, ask the hard questions, and more. Spectres, let's go! Uh, This is episode 57 of the Mass Effect Lorecast. I'm your host, Tom, or Robots, and Sam uh, and Seven the Legend is with me, and he's laughing at me right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, it? we were just talking uh, in the pre-show about how uh, juvenile it is to overpronounce the uh, vowels at the end of words. How that's tacky, and the the term,
0: let's go, is uh, so common now that middle schoolers say it, and so people are just going to not say it eventually. Like within the next year or two, it's going to be one of those things like YOLO that just people just don't say anymore. You know, what I think we should bring it back, though. We should start saying, you know what I I think we should say instead of let's go. We should say it's YOLO time.
1: (laughs) It's it's, uh, YOLO elite hacks time.
0: It's YOLO o'clock,
1: (laughs) y'all. That's got let's a good just butcher it. old slang and piss people off.
0: Yes, let's let's, let's let's bring back old slang in a way that's super dumb.
1: Oh my god! Confidently. Gosh. You remember when people said swag? It's yellow time. Swag up. About, oh man, here's one. Here's one from back in the day. You got served. You got served Noob. and pwned. Duh. Pwned. <laughs> Noob. Noobs. Uh, and all all the variations thereof nub
0: <laughs> yes man we, we got we got a smorgasbord of stuff we can dig into anyway yeah. welcome back everybody that we this got derailed right at the beginning um, we're going to talk about uh our favorite commander yeah the shepherd
1: yeah so commander shepherd so we were talking about commander shepherd last time and all of the pre-service histories that you could choose from Uh, And so we left off talking about who Shepard was before joining the Alliance. But afterward, it's a different story. You know, uh, whereas the pre-service histories dictate things like where Shepard grew up and what shaped their early life, these um, psych profiles are more about the events that happened during Shepard's service, which changed Shepard and molded them into the leader they are Uh, in a way they are still things that might play into your shepherd's decision-making processes later in the game if you're going for that kind of role-play. Um, so let's just start with the very first one. Uh, you know, in the last episode, Tom, <laughs> we, were make, we were making up voices for... Uh, each of the the early game text blocks Mm -hmm. that are given to us Mm -hmm. in the character creator and the first one we have here is for war hero war hero what What would a war hero sound like war
0: hero sounds like
1: um
0: let's go with an unlikely war hero what does an unlikely war hero sound like
1: i don't know uh all i can think right now is john grissom but that's not it um unlikely war hero Like uh, Morty from Rick and Morty? Morty? (laughs) Oh, my God. Can you do a
0: Morty? Like, he's got kind of a high-pitched, like...
1: Oh, jeez, Rick. Oh, jeez, Rick.
0: (laughs) Okay, so wait. Who's doing... Are we going to paper, rock, scissors for this? I would rather not. Oh, my God. I mean, are you going to do it or am I going to do it?
1: Um, Morty? I I don't know if I can do Morty. I'm just thinking about it. Oh, geez, Rick.
0: Early in your military career, you found yourself facing an overwhelming enemy force. I guess I'm doing it. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, God. Um, you risked your own life to save your fellow soldiers and defeat the enemy despite the impossible odds. Your bravery and heroism have earned you medals and recognition from the Alliance fleet, Rick. The war hero. <laughs> Almost single handedly repelled an attack by Batarian slavers on Elysium, earning the Star of Terra, the Alliance's highest honor, Rick. God damn oh, it. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Jeez, Rick.
1: So, uh, yeah, yeah the, oh, uh, this explanation in the character creator, I think, is actually rather vague. And so I prefer the codex entry on it. Um, yeah, I I told you I was gonna reference the codex at least once. Hey. So he um, is. I know there's one reviewer somewhere that's really like all riled up about that. But, yeah. Oh you um, said codex. Uh, review
2: time <laughs> one star.
1: Furious typing. Yeah. Um they can be riled up, that's fine. Um <laughs> good luck to their keyboard. Um but <laughs> you know, technically every Shepherd uh, served in the blitz but the war hero shepherd we actually know what they did during the battle so this shepherd uh was on shore leave during the attack which is so funny to me like i, I like to think of like shepherd at the bar mm-hmm. knocking some drinks back and then all of a sudden a fucking invasion happens yeah oh man, oh,
0: oh geez rick why are they got attack right now it's just getting relaxed and trying to chill out
1: i was halfway through my moscow mule rick it's a virgin but at least i was relaxed oh yeah uh i would hope i would hope that shepherd drinks something cooler than a moscow mule (laughs) (laughs) um technically yeah like i said every shepherd served in the blitz Um, but this shepherd's different uh the war hero shepherd rallied the colonists against the raiders after the invasion and uh shepherd single-handedly like the character flavor text tells us single-handedly held the line against this overwhelming force of invaders until reinforcements arrived uh and it was just shepherd basically protecting this group of colonists until reinforcements arrived so you know very stereotypical hero the paragon of selflessness i alone am holding the line you know what i mean morty um So Shepard is also the recipient of the Star of Terra, which is known in the universe as something like the Earth's uh, Medal of Honor. Um, And it makes Shepard a celebrity. Uh, Shepard is also the only known recipient of the Star of Terra in the Mass Effect universe. I don't think that we know of any others, but there probably are others. Nice. Good job. John Grissom would have to be one. Good job, Commander Shepard okay so next we have soul survivor before we move on to soul survivor i just want to say that i'm i'm compelled to make a morty shepherd now (laughs) morty shepherd morty shepherd there's got to be a mod uh, for that right a war hero that replaces
0: like shepherd's dialogue with morty morty dialogue
1: there's gotta be one (laughs) or at least a morty face i feel like it's pretty Easy, like you just rip the audio files and put them in right. there. But Rick um,
0: and Morty Mass Effect mod, <laughs> uh oh my god, is there? Oh is there my a- god, minimal effect looks like a Rick and Morty version of Mass Effect, and I'm down with that. Wait, this is an entire game,
1: <laughs> it's an entire game, it's as- an entire
0: game that's like a mashup of Rick and morty and mass effect called minimal effect a role-playing game
1: amazing amazing oh um, my god and they've just made it on the lore cast <laughs> i guess it's already out
0: this must have bombed because i've never heard of it well go look it up i guess uh yeah. anyway yeah weird okay uh we'll move on
1: <laughs> so about soul survivor uh, what's it what's uh, the soul survivor sound like i'm thinking jason
0: statham oh i was thinking somebody who just barely survived and so they're just like (laughs) on the death's door
1: (laughs) (laughs) i like oh fuck (laughs) uh during your service a mission you were on went horribly wrong (laughs) right right yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. um i'll do it yeah Trapped in an extreme survival situation, uh, you had to overcome, fuck, physical torments (laughs) (laughs) and psychological stresses that would have broken most people. Uh, (laughs) Surprise, they're actually broken. Yeah. You survived while all those around you fell, and now you're alone to left to tell the tale. Uh, the sole survivor's unit was slaughtered in a Thresher Maw attack on Akuz.
2: Oh god! Oh god! Ah, fuck!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, we're making light of trauma. It's hilarious. I um. it <laughs> it is a video game, but yes, okay. Yes. Um, so, you know, as much as we joke, uh, the lasting psychological effects on surviving something like a Thresher Maw attack that killed everyone but you would be insane. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, the human
0: psyche, I think this is one of those things that we think, uh, we don't think enough about, especially when we're young, is how fragile our, our psyche is. Um, It's one of those things you realize as you get older, is that like the stress of your life really does build up and going through moments like this genuinely will have lasting effects on you. And you tend to think like, ah, nah, it's fine, I'll shrug it off. Like, think about it like this. You, in your life, will lie awake thinking about that dumb thing you did when you were 13 years old and you will still regret it, right? Even though it has no lasting effect on your life. Now, imagine being attacked by a thresher ball like group like this is going to have a lasting effect on your psychology.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I, I haven't been through anything nearly as traumatic as a giant uh, toothy worm eating my entire unit. Um, but I have been through a, a couple of, you know, traumatic experiences. And, you know, I've been in a car crash that I probably should have died in. Um yeah. wow. and I remember, you know, right after it, I, I don't really have this problem anymore, but I remember right after it for a while, um, every time I'd close my eyes, it would replay. Like over yeah. and over and over and over and over and over again. Like it was insane. I couldn't stop it. Um uh it eventually went away. But it was I, I think better. probably that's like a hallmark of a traumatic event, right? Um And uh, yeah, I I see, thanks. Uh, Meiji Mu says, thank the maker you made it out, buddy. Thank you for that. Um, Yeah, I should have died, definitely. Basically, long story short, I was going like, you know, freeway speeds. I was within the speed limit, but I hit a patch of black ice. Mm. I spun out, Uh, I had to willfully, like I knew I had to hit the shoulder to slow down before something else bad happened. Uh, And it ripped off the driver's side of my car. Jeez. So yeah, I totaled my car and somehow I walked away without, uh, without a scratch from that. Um, and that experience, I, I just remember like it all went by very quickly. And, uh, I remember thinking I have to hit the shoulder. And then once it was over, um, I like stepped out of the car, like I had to push the door real hard, but I stepped out and I just kind of like stepped away from the car and I was like, holy shit, like that just happened. Yeah. And, uh, yeah and like I remember like for like months after that I'd close my eyes and like just replay the event and that's a and car not a thresher mall right and I was alone right I didn't see people die right
0: yeah and and that's just the thing is that like human beings are way more fragile than we or our psychology is way more fragile than we than we assume yeah and like, and, and we th- we th- probably think of these things because we we feel indestructible until all of a sudden we're not <laughs>
1: Where we are very abruptly reminded that we're not <laughs> yeah we're not we're not and yeah yeah so
0: that makes yeah. sense yeah
1: so i can imagine with Shepherd's experience with this there isn't a moment that goes by that shepherd doesn't remember it
0: absolutely absolutely he probably thinks about it yeah. all the time you know there's nights that he lays awake and, and you know can't fall asleep because his mind plays this
1: back yeah um You know, it's, uh, you know, you combine this with what we talked about last episode, the survivor, uh, the the colonist background, you know, surviving that slaver attack where you see your family die and everything that you love destroyed. Imagine a shepherd who had been through the colonist background and then once enlisted in the military and then had all of their unit destroyed and killed by a thresher mob. But they made it out. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah the level of trauma that that shepherd would be carrying is insane yeah right yeah uh i'd be worried for them <laughs> i'd be very worried uh <laughs> well, let's not say that is my shepherd Jeez. that is my shepherd <laughs> there you go yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm sure you're not alone let's yeah, statistically not
0: statistically speaking uh, that's like one sixth of people what,
1: what is the chances of that well six, you know one we actually of... have the statistics on that later
0: okay yeah we'll go over that um okay man man so okay so next on the list is ruthless yes ruthless, ruthless. Uh, so like the joker oh god uh, th- throughout
1: your military career
0: oh so you're going you're going
1: with uh yeah. dark knight joker or we could also do uh we could also Batman? do bane
0: uh beat me <laughs> do
1: to do bane? bane
2: do you want to do bane i'll do bane <laughs> okay. Throughout your military career, (laughs) you have held fast to one basic rule, get the job done. (laughs) You have been called cold, calculating, and brutal. (laughs) Your reputation for ruthless ruthless efficiency makes your fellow soldiers wary of you. Batman. (laughs) Batman. (laughs) But when failure is not an option, The military always goes to you first, and they never cared who I was until I put on the mask. (laughs) (laughs) The ruthless character sent three-fourths of his or her unit to its death and murdered surrendering Batarians on Torfin. (laughs) And (laughs) yeah,
0: nice. Nice. Yeah. He was I talking was into a in cup. Space. Anybody who wasn't able to see that.
1: He had a, yeah, he had um, a cup actually, up his. So. I always just put my hands to my face. Like,
2: hey, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was just wondering why you would shoot a man in the face before throwing him out of a plane.
1: <laughs> I feel like that works for ship for, for Mass Effect too, that quote, um mm. Mm. <laughs>
2: I was born in space, molded by it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I was born inside the thresh batman.
2: <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Super gross. Um, <laughs> molded so, molded by. <laughs> as,
1: as As funny as it is, and as much as I like doing that Bane impression, um the ruthless one is kind of a fucked up background so uh basically two years after the skillion blitz which we talked about last week the alliance um retaliated against these criminal gangs in the area and they led a mission against batarians on an underground facility on a moon called torfin um And Shepard led the ground team on that mission uh, into the tunnels because these Batarians were so far underneath the surface that they could not bombard them from space. They couldn't get them from the ship. So they needed to send in the ground team, which is incredibly dangerous. Uh, We know this tactically from, uh, you know, missions that were in wars like Vietnam. Uh, When you send in a ground team into tunnels, which they're not familiar with, you're probably going to walk out empty handed. Uh, if you walk out at all. <laughs> if you walk out at all, yeah. yeah. And so Shepard leads the ground team on this one, making the call to put his team through the meat grinder just to make sure that every Batarian died there. Like, what a hard ass. Uh, doesn't oh. give a damn about his own team, apparently, as long as the enemy dies. And so. Uh, And this was a key battle for the Alliance in settling the region. Uh, Even though the Alliance saw heavy casualties, Batarians everywhere around Citadel space uh, started retreating because I would, too, if I found out about this mission. Wow. The Alliance doesn't give a damn like (laughs) their soldiers are going to kill all of us, no matter how many of them die. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So pretty brutal uh shepherd was made into someone to be feared after this uh nicknamed the butcher of torfin the butcher of blaviken is exactly what i knew you were gonna yeah, say <laughs> yeah like the witcher right witcher
0: ah uh, it's the butcher of blaviken aye, witcher
1: yeah wait maybe we should have read the worthless thing in that we don't
0: want your kind here witcher
1: mm, fuck <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh
1: <laughs> when Wind, howling
0: <laughs> throughout your military career which uh you have held fast to one basic rule get the job done <laughs> you butcher
1: <laughs> it works for witchers <laughs> yeah um shepherd is unsurprisingly uh pretty disliked around the milky way after they do this on torfin um and we know this because we overhear in Mass Effect 2 that uh, after Shepard's death, the Alliance places the Shepard Memorial Flame on Torfin. Something to commemorate, you know, here's where Shepard made Shepard's brutal stand. I don't know, weird thing to commemorate, but yeah. Shepard's dead, so they put it there. Uh, and people try to extinguish the flame in protest. And when it's revealed that Shepard's actually back from the dead, the protests increase. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how much they don't like him
0: put that or flame her. out
1: the butcher is back <laughs> yeah this like people End are it. like hey this this uh this soldier was a dick and did terrible things maybe we should not commemorate them mm-hmm. usually those kind of protests don't happen for hundreds of years after that person dies uh but maybe things are sped up in the future that would make sense yeah I guess it's, yeah, yeah, it does seem weird, but yeah. Well, you know, all the pre-service histories get their own unique missions, uh, but we're talking about the psych profiles today, and the psych profile missions are all available to every player, no matter what you choose. But you get unique dialogue options and potentially unique outcomes if you do the mission associated with your chosen psych profile.
0: Okay, so why don't why don't we explain this? Because with choices and permutations of things, it can get kind of confusing if we talk about it in the abstract, right? So,
1: yeah, let's dig in. Yeah, so let's let's just start with naming the three missions. So number one, UNC uh, Dead Scientists. It has special dialogue options for sole survivors, and basically, the Dead Scientists mission is all about. Uh, the attack on a Kuz. Uh, and if you're a soul survivor you get different choices but basically you find out that there is someone who has been killing these scientists and you need to find out who and why and so you go to this this uh planet and you can basically catch someone in the act and it turns out that it is someone named uh tombs And if if you are the sole survivor, things can things can turn out differently for catching tombs annihilating these scientists. Tombs will recognize the sole survivor, Shepard, and Shepard will recognize Tombs, Hmm. which means that the Cerberus scientist who has been uh, trying to convince you that this guy is just crazy, like he has no idea what he's talking about. And, And meanwhile, Tombs is telling you, no. Do you remember the mission on Akuz? Uh you know, we went to inspect this uh distress signal and then when we got there, you know, this thresher maw erupted from the ground and killed all of us. Yeah, well it was actually fucking planned. That's what tombs is saying. Mm. And tombs says this no matter whether or not you are the sole survivor but it has a personal impact if you are the su- sole survivor right because you were there right right so if you're the sole survivor this the scientist saying this guy's insane doesn't really hold a lot of weight yeah <laughs> because you're like oh really you know yeah uh, much weaker argument trying to convince <laughs> Shepard. um So soul survivors cannot solve this mission. There's a few ways that you can solve the mission, uh, first of all. And one of those, uh, if you're not a soul survivor, is by shooting Tombs. But if you are a soul survivor, you cannot shoot Tombs because, you know, you thought Tombs was dead, Mm. but Tombs is not dead. And it just turns out that Tombs was indeed abducted by these scientists. That's what Tombs is claiming anyway, that he was abducted and conducted research on by hmm. these scientists for Cerberus. So another heinous thing that we hear, another heinous accusation against Cerberus. Um, Imagine that. And, and uh, this is still in Mass <laughs> Effect 1. You know, this is still in Mass Effect 1. So we don't really know a lot about Cerberus at this point, but yeah. um, soul survivors can't shoot tombs. So the only way out of this mission without having tombs kill the scientist and then himself is by using charm or intimidate options. If Interestingly, you're soul survivor, right. Yes, yeah. exactly. you got to charm your way out. And basically, uh, it's impossible to get Tombs to not kill himself if he kills the scientist. Gotcha. Uh, it's almost impossible. There's a lot of different permutations here, but but more or less, soul survivors, it's different for them because Tombs recognizes them and Shepherd recognizes Tombs. Right. And you cannot solve the mission just by shooting tombs this is just what it comes down to yes and interestingly in mass effect 2 depending on your choices if you somehow get tombs to spare the scientist and tombs lives then the scientist is given a plea deal for working with the alliance in investigating cerberus so mm. the Cerberus scientist gets immunity and more or less tombs testimony is believed you know, mm-hmm. uh, but if you save tombs and spare the, or I'm sorry, if you save tombs, but not the scientist, then tombs testimony is disregarded for lack of evidence. Hm. Yeah. So they're like, you know, well, this guy sounds crazy. Nice basically. story, buddy. Yeah. Right. So nothing happens. So something to consider there. And in Mass Effect 2, if you save tombs, he emails Shepard that he's incredibly disappointed to hear that the shepherd is now working with Cerberus. Right. And if tombs comes across any Cerberus personnel, including shepherd tombs will not hesitate to kill them.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It's cool. How it, the kind of ramifications kind of play
1: out. Yeah. Tons of different options. There uh, tons of different ways that you can kind of like, uh, solve that mission. But if you are a sole survivor, you got to talk it out. You're not going to be able to just kill tombs. Uh, and that leads us to the next mission, which is UNC Espionage Probe. This is most closely related to War Hero Shepherds. And a little part of me thinks that this mission, this mission was meant for War Hero Shepherds, but then they opened it up afterward hmm. to everyone. Um, honestly, for War Heroes, it's not that different in terms of gameplay for War Hero Shepherds. there's So the mission is that basically uh, Admiral Hackett contacts Shepard and says, hey, you know, during the first contact war, there was this uh, plan from the Alliance where we, re- we released these probes with nuclear warheads on them. And not all of them were recovered. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> we have just found one whose uh, homing beacon has just came on. And we need you to like go on this top secret mission and recover this thing so that it's not, it doesn't blow up and then f- metaphorically and literally f- blow up in our faces. <laughs> And uh, so Shepard goes and it turns out that this homing beacon is like the warhead is for some reason within a mine so like a like a excavation mine right. um so shepherd goes into the mine and then as soon as Shepard goes in with Shepard's squad it turns out that they're all trapped because someone has blown up a detonation detonation charge behind them and now they're in this mine trapped with this active warhead uh which has been set for a timed detonation by none other than Alano's Haliot who is the person who uh planned the Skillian blitz Ah. So Haliat was supposed to be a Turian, uh, but those who played the original Mass Effect before Legendary Edition might have seen a hologram of a human being, uh, pirate, but it's supposed to be a Turian. And Haliat was the one who planned the Blitz and was like kind of in charge of the Blitz. So for, for War Hero Shepard, this is like, ah, my nemesis, you know? Mm-hmm. This is like, ah, you again. Mm-hmm and holly it does say something basically along the lines of this is for what you did on elysium this is for embarrassing us but not a lot yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) twisting shepherd i've
0: finally (laughs) foiled you you've walked right into my trap (laughs) exactly twisting his
1: mustaches yeah yeah I have tricked the hero and now I will kill him and I'll be surely I will I will gain prestige in my villains. I have
0: set the timer for 15 minutes and I will walk away and assume you will die. Goodbye,
1: Shepard. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so Shepard, you know, i don't think it comes as any surprise shepherd disarms the bomb <laughs> and uh but if you think of it, the internal dialogue that shepherd must be having it, it, you know it, i guess it could be different for more hero shepherds but not all that different it's just kind of like this motherfucker <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's it's not that different um Maybe, you know, that's because, like I said, the mission feels like it should have been a War Hero specific mission that you could not play if you chose uh, Ruthless or Soul Survivor. It feels a lot like a mission that you would have only been invited to if you did War Hero.
0: Right. And then they decided to just open it up to everybody and just change around some of the details
1: a little bit. That is how it feels. That is how it feels to me, uh, because like there's so many things that it's just like you know and, and, it's, and the same goes for the other two missions for soul survivor and ruthless that i'm thinking my personal theory is that they had these missions that were specific for each psych profile
2: mm-hmm.
1: but then at the last second they just decided mm, let's uh let's open them up for everyone yeah um yeah who knows um regardless of what happens the end of the mission Hollyot dies and so there's the lasting effect right yeah uh <laughs> it's not really different the lasting effect for war heroes or not war heroes either way holly it does you you disarm the bomb you escape the mine and, and you kill holly because yeah. he's there waiting um, okay
0: all right <laughs> so, so there's one more right so
1: there's uh yes what's this last one there's one more called major kyle unc major kyle for ruthless shepherds this one is much cooler uh Basically, we are told by Hackett, I think, I think it's Hackett, uh, that there is a former Alliance officer who was disgraced and discharged. And he leads a cult now of biotic, uh, uh, basically a biotic commune. And two Alliance officers were sent to him because he was causing some trouble and they were kind of worried about him. And they, they sent two Alliance officers to talk with him. And those Alliance officers never came back. And so Hackett tasks Shepard with going to check him out. Um, turns out that Major Kyle not only served at Torfin and lost a ton of people under his command, but he he was Commander Shepard's commanding officer mm. during Torfin. Mm-hmm. That's how he lost those people because Shepard led them into the, mi- or into the tunnels and didn't give a damn about them and put them to the meat grinder. So, and, and, and uh major kyle didn't take it well has serious ptsd after that and uh, Bad the depression move,
2: shepherd. Bad move. <laughs> yeah he
1: was. yeah i mean like shepherd's actions made kyle have a mental breakdown so it makes sense why in this scenario in in the ruthless shepherd scenario why hackett would ask shepherd to go speak with kyle because it's like hey you have this personal connection you know <laughs> right. uh, you i maybe kyle's gonna listen to you um so has it also makes sense you know why kyle's mental breakdown and exit from the alliance into being a cult leader uh would work with this psych profile right and again i think more evidence that all of these psych profile missions were supposed to be specific and then opened up after the fact yeah uh, because it does it doesn't really it doesn't really make sense with a war hero or a soul survivor why you'd be asked to go do this. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, once you get to the biotic compound, getting through the door is a lot easier if you have the ruthless background. Because you can just tell the guard that the Kyle that Kyle knows you. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Like, like, it's cool, man, I'm his friend. That's cool. cool
0: we go we go way back together we did terrible things together Just let me in we go
1: like way back like longer than you've ever been alive
0: <laughs> we're, we're, we both we're both from the Thresher mall <laughs>
1: <laughs> look we knew each other like back when you were a baby so don't even worry about it um, yeah that's I mean who do you know here <laughs> that's Kyle uh, Kyle Kyle oh Cool, all right, I'll open up the door. Yeah, like Kyle and I are like best buds. <laughs> yeah, uh, otherwise if you don't if you don't do this, you need to pass a charm or intimidate speech check. And uh, I think if you don't, I've never done this part. <laughs> if um, you don't succeed, do you just blast your way in? I think that's pretty much what happens. Like what else like, do you I, do? I think if you don't, you have to hack your way in, but then when you hack your way in, you have to kill everyone. Right. So I think that makes it a lot harder. I've never actually not passed the speech check or not had the ruthless dependent background. So I started check. blasting. Yeah. So anyways, I started blasting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, after that mission, though, um, the mission doesn't really, or after that, after passing through the door, the mission doesn't really change that much. Aside from Kyle addressing Shepard as the butcher of Torfin. Uh Although, getting past the door in a peaceful way is much more helpful for trying to resolve this entire situation peacefully. So, I guess you could say that having the ruthless background, you don't need to have that immense speech check to pass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It helps you in yeah. that way. Two girls says so, you blast your way out. You get in no matter what, but then you might have to blast your way out. So, Right. Ex- exactly. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, so Shepard was Kyle's executive officer. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then Shepard was transferred to be Anderson's executive officer mm-hmm. on the Normandy. Right. How are you feeling if you're Anderson? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Not great, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> well,. I'd like to know how our our listeners are feeling about all of this. Um, But you guys can let us know on our on our Discord server. But we're going to transition to the mid break and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about the shepherd. I hope you guys have been enjoying. We'll be right back. All right. So everybody knows how VPN services and Express VPN can protect your privacy and security online, right? But did you know that there are some secret, hidden benefits to using ExpressVPN, like unlocking movies and shows that are only available in other countries? So, if you're like me, you probably enjoy watching shows on Netflix, for example. Well, with ExpressVPN, you can unlock the UK version of The Office, or Parasite from South Korean Netflix. Over a hundred different countries, all you have to do is change your location and refresh Netflix or whatever. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. In fact, when I set it up for myself, I was surprised at how easy it was. It just installs and then loads up and works. And it works on more than just PCs. Phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and so much more. So, if you want to access hundreds of new shows, use my link right now: expressvpn.com/masseffect, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com/masseffect. expressvpn.com/masseffect to learn more. Message coming in. Patching it through. I am
2: sovereign, and this station is mine. I like the sound of that.
0: So, first of all. Big thanks to all of our patrons. You guys are freaking amazing. Just wanted to shout out and say thanks so much to all of you guys for supporting the show. And to all of our tier five patrons, because you guys get shout outs every week. Our Commander Shepherds, who the Fool, Commander Shenko, Mighty Talos, Apollo, and Pipeman, and all 46 of the rest of you. Or at least 46 of all of you, because that number is included in the total number, which, math. So, but thank you to everybody. If you've uh, enjoyed the show, and you want to make us feel good in the wallet, because wallets have feelings too, go to patreon.com slash mass effect lorecast and check out all the different tiers, where you can help support us, because we do this as part of what helps pay our bills, because this is a, like, professional thing. Because we are part or full-time professional podcasters. So um, you also get cool stuff like T-shirts and you get to join us on future episodes of the show, which are coming up very soon, by the way, because if you're listening to this version of the show, which probably came out for ye, for most people on the 20th, then the uh, patron episode of the show will be on the 25th because that's the last Monday of the month. So you still have some time to sign up and join us on April twenty fifth to talk about whatever it is that we've all agreed on is the topic of this month, and I don't know what it is yet because we're recording this ahead of time because Sam is going on vacation. So if you want to know what that is, let us ask some questions. We'll be on the Discord talking about it, and we'd love to have you join us. Tier four or higher patrons can join us, and uh, we'd love to answer your questions. So don't be afraid to you know come come join us on the Discord. We'll we'll answer some questions. Also,
1: we hit a milestone sam yeah we did we uh we hit 500 subscribers on youtube woohoo
0: so if you want to see our glorious faces i promise we are better looking than batarians can i claim that
1: yeah that's better looking than a batarian that'd be a great shirt better looking than a batarian
0: at least one of us is i'm not gonna tell you which one (laughs) you're gonna have to go find out but uh if you want to help us we're halfway to a thousand which you need to be in order for us to actually hit official youtube monetization status which is very helpful to us on youtube and you can also just watch the live or record you can watch the recorded versions of this the live versions are on the robots radio youtube but then the recorded versions all go over to the mass effect Lorecast youtube you can search for it it comes right up and um, we'd love to have you subscribe to that if you want to help us out. So that's uh, five. We're at 500. Five hundo. Five big ones. That's awesome. So thank you to everybody who, who has hit that subscribe button. And that's all we got for the mid break. But uh, why don't we head over to the rest of this? Because what, what are we going to be talking about next?
1: So uh, basically, you know, you had brought up, uh, I wonder how my, what percentage of people did this mm-hmm. uh, or all of the different, um, you know, uh, permutations and combinations of the psych profiles and the pre-service histories. We've got a lot to talk about.
0: Cool. All right. Well, don't go anywhere because we'll be right back. Spit it out. Or are you trying to build suspense? You're so dense, sir. Obviously, I do not know as much about human relationships as I thought So we've got tons of different choices here for the origins of Shepard right different permutations of things kind of like I mentioned before is yeah. there an arguably Canon one
1: Yeah, kind of um, if you consider so when you're making a Shepard There's a quick start option and if you consider what the quick start preselects for you to be canon then shepherd is canonically an earthborn orphan and former gang member turned soldier who survived the thresher maw attack on acuz uh and named john or jane depending on if you chose male or female okay so that's the canon one if you consider quick start to be canon i guess that's about as close as you can get as close as you can get. I think they, 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 they tried very hard not to add a canon one. However, I will say that uh, a lot of the war hero and spacer options feel like they did a lot, like they, they put a lot of work into those. Like like the whole background of Shepard holding off a wave of people in on a coup or not on a coup, on Elysium. And the uh, the spacer background, with having all the different inter- interactions with Hannah Shepard and your mom, that one feels very thought out. So mm-hmm. it feels kind of like maybe that one was supposed to be canon. I don't know. I think there's an argument there. Um, yeah, I wonder, I wonder if they everywhere. debated
0: it all the way up until launch, you know, like which of these should we go with as default?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing ultimately a project lead probably said, no, we're not really going to make any one of these default. Mm-hmm. So don't get too attached to them. Uh, because it's going to be up to people's choice but maybe some writers who are tasked with writing some backgrounds just were like super into it and they they wrote more maybe who knows yeah
0: yeah um, divided up the project yeah yeah so um so, oh did you have something else you want to say
1: yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, like we've talked about, with the interaction and combination, you can choose one of three pre-service histories, and you can choose one of three psych profiles, and those two are not mutually exclusive, so there's a total of nine different combinations for archetypes of Shepard. Right, so nine, or three times three, so nine, right, Yeah. that's that's how the math
0: works out. Um, okay, so we've talked about all the different backgrounds for Shepard and how we play, um, but uh, let's... Let's talk about how the community plays. Like, we've talked mm-hmm. about how we play. How, how does the community play? Um, didn't Bioware release some of the stats on this? I remember they put out some info about this. Like, what do we know yeah. when it comes to the, like the community at large?
1: Yeah, so according to some updated statistics uh, from Mass Effect Legendary Edition gameplay, uh, and this is as of July 27th, 2021, uh, 32% of players played as female Shepard, while 68% played as male Shepard. 52% of those players, so a little bit over a majority, chose Earthborn interesting Mm -hmm. Um, 27% chose spacers and the rarest was colonists at 21% I'm interested that so many chose earthborn 52% yeah maybe because it was familiar
0: when -hmm. you were describing all the the quests and I was trying to think back to my first playthrough I think earthborn was my was my original one
1: you know what's interesting I've never Mm -hmm. chosen earthborn yeah I never have I need to like I definitely need to. Yeah. Um, but I know that because when I was researching the quest, I was like, I, I've never done this. Yeah. So that's, that's funny. Yeah. So I need to choose it. Forty-four um, percent of Legendary Edition players had chosen the Survivor, the Sole Survivor psychological profile. Forty-three mm-hmm. percent, so just a little bit fewer, chose the War Heroes path. And only 13% chose Ruthless. I'm happy to hear that. Hmm. I'm happy to hear that only 13% of people chose, mm, I'm going to be the total dick.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense.
1: But I'm guessing most of those people were like, well, I've never chosen this before, so. Yeah, possibly. Or they just kind of picked I, it random. <laughs> true. That's true. I, I picked Ruthless because I never picked it before, and I'm playing a Ruthless background right now. But I like to play it like people like my reputation got ahead of me and people don't actually understand the whole story and they think i'm a way worse person than i actually am so uh, yeah 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 like misunderstood shepherd right i gotcha. you yeah um and what people may not have known uh, is that depending on your combination choice of pre-service history and psych profile, you could very well be setting up your shepherd for the from the get-go to be more Paragon or Renegade. Mm. It's not exactly told to us, like explicitly in the game, but the game prescribes certain amounts of points, Paragon and Renegade, to each of these choices, with the three options of each category having it Paragon neutral and renegade choice and so it's not like you
0: can min max it right from the beginning
1: yes you can min max yeah so i'll go through the combinations and uh, i'll tell you how many points are prescribed each one so for from the start this is immediately after character creation spacer war hero combination gets 20 paragon points that's the highest that's the highest we're starting at the top right yeah That is Spacer War Hero. Colonist War Hero gets a little bit less at 15 Paragon points. Earthborn War Hero gets 10 Paragon points. Spacer Soul Survivor gets 15 Paragon and 5 Renegade points. Colonist Soul Survivor gets 10 Paragon, 10 Renegade points. Earthborn Soul Survivor gets 5 Paragon, 15 Renegade points. Spacer Ruthless gets 10 Renegade points colonist ruthless 15 renegade points and earthborn ruthless is by far the most renegade at 20 renegade points wow so yeah hmm. a few takeaways from this if you want the max paragon choose space or war hero mm-hmm. if you want the max renegade choose earthborn ruthless it would also seem to mean that colon, colon, colonist, <laughs> <laughs> colonist, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be a colonist. Um, colonist, sole survivor, seems to be the true neutral. Ten, paragon, ten, renegade. Right, right. Uh, it would also implicate that Earthborn is the most renegade of the pre-service histories, while Spacer is the most paragon of the pre-service histories right that's not what i would have guessed right off the bat yeah
0: yeah well i guess the earthburn with the whole gang related stuff mm. it's trying to I, it's pushing you to that that side as being absolutely dark because of the whole. i guess
1: i just I, I maybe maybe it's a product of more stories around our time now where someone escapes that life of crime and turns their life around
0: yeah yeah i can see that but you know i i guess it depends on the details
1: we can also think of this, uh, in, we can think of it like this. If mass effect, were using a D and alignment system, because I noticed something right. while I was putting this together right. that it's threes and threes. Right. Right. So spacer is lawful. Uh-huh. Colonist is neutral. Earthborn is chaotic. Uh-huh. Okay. War hero is good. Soul Survivor is neutral, right? And Ruthless is evil. I, I can see that
0: because War Hero, you chose the good path. The Soul Survivor, you simply survived. Mm-hmm. You didn't. You made no choice. You just you survived simply due to circumstances. And Ruthless, you made you made an evil choice. Um, and then, yeah, Earthborn, you're, you're doing chaotic things. Space, yeah. where you're doing lawful things. And as a colonist, you're simply doing what you're supposed to be doing. Right, you just neutral.
1: like survived again. You, you know?
0: just survived. You 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 played your role in colonizing something.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. and I can see okay. Earthborn not as evil, but chaotic. Right, it's so against the law. You know, uh, yeah. So it yeah. makes sense. Um, right. Whereas ruthless is again evil. But uh, that being said, Tom, mm-hmm. uh, what in the D and D alignment system would you say that you normally make your shepherds? So
0: okay, so if I go back and and think about by default where i ended up originally i'm pretty sure i went with earthborn i think i went earthborn it was either war hero or soul survivor okay i think it was like earthborn soul survivor
1: so i was kind of on the darker edge yeah you were chaotic neutral yeah interesting yeah so i normally make my shepherd neutral good or colonist war hero. That was my preferred, uh, my my preferred background mm-hmm. for my shepherd because I just thought it was such a cool story. Like you survive this slaver attack on your your colony. You see your parents killed by slavers, and then you go on and you overcome the trauma to do these heroic things. You know. Yeah. I just thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um, and I think in D and D alignment isn't there like an argument that neutral good is the most true good?
0: Well, there's, yeah. I mean, you could, you could say that something like you can be blinded by being lawful and, and the idea that like you, you aren't truly making a choice. You're, you're simply abiding by the choices that other people have defined for you. And that to truly do good, you have to be balancing those choices rather than, Simply following what somebody else has determined is the law, right? So, by simply Definitely. following the law, you're not actually thinking anything. You're simply just following somebody else's decisions. So, are you really making good choices or are you just following a scripted path?
1: Right. And by being chaotic, you know, you're just, you're the You're, put, you're
0: pushing against the scripted path, but is it, are you still making the good choice? So... A, a, a neutral good character is weighing their choices, constantly trying to follow whatever the good is, mm. regardless of whatever the scripted path, whatever whatever the law says, shouldn't sway you one way or the other. You're simply trying to follow whatever the good path is. I think yeah. that would it would be roughly what somebody would argue is the philosophy around why why a neutral good character would be seen as what a true what true good would yeah. actually be, right? Um, But you can make arguments to the contrary. I mean, you you could say something like, well, there's a reason why the law is the law. And, you know, in a in a truly good society, then the law would be what is truly good. And you wouldn't need to Mm, have to make those decisions. So why why push against it? You know, um, in fact, by by asking those questions, you're you're only eating against the decision and, you know, wasting time or. You know uh, to, to to choose a chaotic good path would mean that you're 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 simply you know again wasting time pushing against something that doesn't need to be pushed against you're is you're, Bat- you're focusing on yourself too much is batman
1: chaotic good
0: uh i don't know that's a good question
1: because he's a vigilante but yeah he's he's like he's catching people who have broken the law
0: right Batman believes in the law because he turns them in Mm -hmm. at the end of the day but he doesn't believe that the law is adequate enough on its own
1: or applicable to him
0: (laughs) or applicable to him yeah yeah so Um, he's at least neutral I don't know if he's chaotic I don't know that's a good question I'd have to think about that yeah I don't know Um,
1: but you know I've also done colonist soul survivor uh, which I suppose Pose would be what, what would that be? Colonist Soul Survivor would be true neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, and Spacer Ruthless, which was has been an interesting playthrough so far. And honestly, like yeah, Spacer Ruthless is totally lawful evil.
0: <laughs> that seems that's interesting. That's, I'm trying to think about the the weird uh Luigi uh <laughs> Wa DeVito. It was like Wa Devito something. Um, but but I, don't, I don't remember what I chose for him either That's the thing, like this stuff doesn't stick in my head too much Once I make the choice, I just kind of go on and play the game And then I make choices based on how I'm roleplaying my character Not really what my background was um, I don't think about it too much after that um, I guess I, yeah. could, I could launch the game again and Load up an old save and look it up um,
1: But, yeah, yeah Well, I need to try Earthborn War Hero Chaotic Good I need to try that. I've never tried that combination, and I, I should. Uh, but, yeah, huh. that's that's pretty much it for the psych profiles and the pre-service histories. It was uh, quite a doozy to research with all the different choices and quests and, and missions and whatnot. Uh, yeah, but man. I wanted, wanted to uh, do this one for Shepard's birthday.
0: Yeah. Happy so. birthday, Shepard.
1: Awesome. And this episode will be coming out like uh, a week after Shepard's birthday, but we are recording this on the 11th yep april 11th
0: yep yep and so that means our next episode is the patron chat so if you guys want to chime in with what we should be discussing if you are one of our patrons then definitely be posting some stuff in the patron chat channel and we'll be uh brainstorming some things maybe we could talk about our our alignments and our character builds that could be fun
1: defending our, uh, why we gave our shepherd the alignment that they did.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Our backgrounds and, and which backgrounds we think, or which backgrounds we think would be the most canon could even be part of that conversation.
1: Yes. Yes. So, yeah. Well, oh, awesome. And, and, uh, since this one's going to be coming out after the fact, uh, happy belated birthday to Ashley Williams. Oh, so yeah, her birthday's yeah. just a few days after shepherds. Cool. Happy birthday. Yep. Ashley.
0: Well, you got anything else going on?
1: yeah uh as always um so by the time this episode comes out i will be on vacation but i will be streaming the following week so follow me on twitch at in7thelegend uh i'm streaming mass effect fallout and morrowind uh right now so two bethesda games one bioware game but uh i am going to be streaming on saturdays mondays and thursdays like i said at in 7 the legend on twitch and uh same handle for twitter
0: Awesome. Awesome. All of my stuff and all of the shows on the network, robotsradio.net. If you want to tune in and watch us on a live show, then uh, 1030 on Monday. So I was like, when do we stream on the Twitch, uh, YouTube and Facebook robots radio channels? You can always also catch the live streams recorded on the Mass Effect YouTube channel as well. And I also stream video games and other podcasts on my robots radio channels. And you can always check out all the different shows on the network over at robotsradio.net and my other podcasts. Lots of different lorecasts for lots of different shows and other types of shows as well. So if you're looking for more podcasts, go check it out, robotsradio.net. And we'd love to have you join us on the Robots Radio Discord, where we talk about this show, Mass Effect, and a bunch of other games. And we play games together and all sorts of other things. So join the community. It is one of the nicest places on the Internet, which is super rare. Because the Internet is terrible sometimes, a lot of times. But there are 2000 plus people on this Discord and they're all awesome human beings, which is super rare. And it's amazing that these people have all found each other. So we'd love to have you come join us, uh, especially if you're an awesome person, which if you're listening to this show, you probably are. So come join us. Um, But Sam, thanks for doing this. This has been awesome. You've done a lot of awesome research for this and happy birthday, Shepard. So, uh have a good vacation. I know you're heading out for vacation as we record this. When people are listening to this, you will be on vacation. So, you'll be having fun as people listen to this and I hope you enjoy it. And uh have a have a good time. But um we'll see you all next time. Stay safe out there in the galaxy and uh we'll we'll see you later. Bye everybody.